talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Boardwalk Hardwood Floors Blues booth. Boardwalk Hardwood Floors has great floors for every home with locations in West County, South County, St. Charles County, and our new location in Mid-County. And online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Blues open a three-game trek to the Pacific time zone starting tonight in San Jose against the Sharks. Michelle and Randy, we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. John Kelly, the TV voice of the Blues on Valley Sports, kind enough to join us as he does every Thursday morning. Good morning, J.K. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Randy? Everything's great. And these are, because they're against lesser teams and the Blues have dominated lesser teams the last couple of times they've played them, last three times, but with the way Minnesota's going, if the Blues want to have home ice, these are three really important games in, in that time zone, aren't they? Well, they're all important. I mean, that's really, you know, as far as the regular season is concerned, uh, the only drama left, if you want to call it that, is will the Blues have home ice or not against the Minnesota Wild? It's all but a foregone conclusion. They're going to play the Wild. So, yeah, the Blues have to keep on going. And uh, Minnesota, meanwhile, has a tough game tonight at home against Vancouver, a club that's um, really streaking right now. They're trying to, to make a miracle run to get into the playoffs. So so maybe the Blues can get some help tonight from the Vancouver Canucks. But meanwhile, as you said, you know, the Blues are playing these teams that don't have much to play for. San Jose's coming off a win against Columbus a couple of nights ago. Um, these games at times cannot be taken lightly, Randy. And, and the Blues know that from, from certain games this year where they have taken it lightly. And, and you don't want to have that happen this late in the season. John, another solid performance from Jordan Bennington in that game versus Nashville and that 8-3 to win over Nashville. That's three wins in a row for Jordan Bennington. Where's your confidence level in number 50 right now? You know, I'm not surprised, uh, Michelle. I think that we all knew that at some point that he would, you know, get going in the right direction. And I think he's playing a more aggressive game and a more confident game. And he looks like the old Jordan Bennington. So, to me, it was only a matter of time, and it's, it's great to see it. And now the Blues... Um, are confident, again, that they have two goaltenders that, that they feel can do the job. And obviously, Billy Huso continues to roll along. I know that they lost their last game in overtime, but, uh, you know, Billy played well and was solid again. So um, I think it's great to see, and I'm not surprised at all, quite honestly. J.K., the Blues got Nick Letty for a variety of reasons. They wanted a, a veteran presence on that defense. They wanted a guy that didn't turn the puck over. They wanted just a, a steady performer. When you see the Blues with Nick Letty, what do you think the biggest thing that he brings to them is? You know, I just think poise, Randy. He, he's just so confident with the puck, and he acts like he's played in you know, 800 games and 120 playoff games, whatever the numbers might be. Um, that's what you get when you get a veteran like Nick Letty, a former Stanley Cup winner, as we know, with Chicago. So I think they got exactly what they, they bargained for and wanted, and it's, it's great to see. And he fits into this defense very well because it's, it's a really good puck-moving defense. And, and you know, it's, it's different than the defense they had last year and the one they had in the Cup year in 19. Um, so, you know, I guess in a way it's good that he fits in with this group because – you know, the likes of Krug and Falk and Pareko, um, they can really move the puck well. And he's a great puck mover and a great skater and probably a little better defender, Randy, than I thought. Um, you know, not seeing him on a night nightly basis, but he, he's done a really solid job defending in his own zone as well as far as, 
you know, not just moving the puck and skating. He's been a good defensive player as well. John, I was reading a piece from Jeremy Rutherford about this offense that the Blues have, and he posed the question, is this the best offense in Blues history? And a lot of Blues alumni weighed in saying that top to bottom, they agree that it is. When you look at the depth of this offense and how many guys on this team are dangerous when it comes to scoring, where do you rank this Blues offense? Or or how impressive is this Blues offense to you? Well, number one, it's very impressive, Michelle. Um, They had scored four goals or more in, what, 12 in a row until the other night. I I think that when you start comparing – you know, this offense with, say, the 80-81 team that had 10, 20-goal scores, you could say, well, that one's better because they have more 20-goal scores. Now, I know this season isn't over yet, but it's a different era, and it was much more wide open in, in the 80s and early 80s than it is now. So I think this is the best offense in Blues history just because it's tougher to score now, and, and teams are much better defensively, and the goaltending is much better than it was. So you know, not to take away from, from those teams. They were great teams. And, you know, the Brett Hall-led teams in the 90s were great teams when Brett was racking up, you know, 70, 80 goals. But I, I think this team, considering the era, the salary cap era, and in really the defensive-minded era, if you want to call it that, I, I think this is the best offensive team. John, as we get further away from 2019, I appreciate that Stanley Cup championship even more. It's interesting that aside from the expansion Kraken, San Jose has the worst record, fewest points in the West with 72. The Blues played them twice in the conference finals. They had a a long, wide window, but never won a cup. You look at the the Anaheim Ducks who knocked on the door for a long time, Vegas going to the finals in their first year. Man, when you get those opportunities and it takes luck – it sure is crushing if you don't win them, and you have to really savor when you do win a Stanley Cup. Well, you, yeah, you're right, Randy, uh, 100%. You know, the, the Ducks, by the way, did win a Cup, as you know, back in 07. Right. But, you know, the, those other teams like, you know, San Jose, they've had some great teams in the last 20 years. I mean, really good teams. And as you said, they lost in 16 after beating the Blues. Um, I, I was looking at some numbers earlier um, today the Sharks only have five players left, Randy, in their lineup tonight that played in game six in 2019 wow. against the Blues. So, you know, that was only, what, three years ago, right? So it, things have really changed. Their general manager has stepped down. They've changed coaches. And, uh, you know, now I don't know if they're in a rebuild, but probably will be in a rebuild um, in the next coming year, In you know, coming years. So, it's tough. You're right. I mean, that's why it was so so awesome for the Blues to finally get back to the final for the first time in 49 years, and then to win it for the first time was was magical. But you know, you look at this year's playoff, Randy. Let's just say the Blues beat Minnesota in the first round. Then they're going to probably have to beat Colorado more than likely. Then you go to the third round. You're going to face a good team, maybe Calgary. And then, oh, by the way, you got to win your fourth round series to win a cup. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a really daunting task and you could say the same thing quite honestly for all the teams. It's, mm-hmm. the, the winner of this cup this year might, might have to go through the toughest road ever. There's just so much parity right now in the league on, in both the West and the Eastern conference. John, we know how good Doug Armstrong is at his job, but when you just outlined what the state of some other franchises are since the Blues won the Stanley Cup in 2019, it just makes me appreciate the fact that Doug Armstrong was not only able to keep the window open for the Blues to win that, but he's able to construct a team of this caliber. Yeah, a a team that's a a Stanley Cup contender, right, Michelle? I think we'd all agree with that. Yeah, I think that's probably, you know, the biggest challenge for general managers in today's game 
is to try to win now, but also have an eye out for the future. Um, because it's so hard with the salary cap, because obviously when, when you win and you have good players, they want to get paid, right? <laughs> we know that, and they should get paid. And then it's a challenge to balance the salary cap and, and, and get the good players and the, the depth and things like that. So, you know, that's the biggest strength, I think, of, of Doug Armstrong is that he, he's doing that and doing a great job. You know, he's never had a player that he's had to buy out in a contract, which is quite amazing. So, yeah, he, he's, he is, if not the best, he's one of the very best GMs in the NHL. And uh, I think if you look at the Blues, you know, this year, obviously, they have a chance to win. But with all the good young players they have, this is going to be a good team for a while. And, you know, Blues fans got to love that. And, and, and as broadcasters, you love that because um, it, it's really fun to see. And, and they should be good for a while. J.K., always good to hear your voice. Thanks so much. We'll be tuned in tonight for the Blues and San Jose on Valley Sports. Okay, thanks for having me. See you later. That is the voice of your St. Louis Blues. I'm Valley Sports Midwest, John Kelly. He does have the Blues and the Sharks tonight, and that game starts at 9.30 St. Louis time.